welcome to the Mum Mind podcast, or how to stop your mother falling out of your mouth. This week's episode is brought to you by SurePlan Financial. SurePlan Financial advise business owners and employees on all aspects of their financial planning, from protecting your income to helping you with savings and investment goals such as saving for your children's education or achieving your dream retirement. Plus, and they haven't told me to say this, but it is run by women, which personally I find a lot less intimidating than men in suits. Just saying. For more information or to book a free initial consultation, visit sureplan.ie. Shoreplan Financial Limited, trading as Shoreplan Financial, is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Always wanted to say that. Hello, I'm Bethan O'Reardon. I'm a psychotherapist. I'm a mum of three and I run the online parenting community, the CAM Parenting Community. Each week, Steph and I answer one of your parenting questions and share our combined 40 years experience working with children and families to help make your life easier. If you have a question you want us to answer, email us themummind at gmail.com. Hi, I'm Steph McSherry. I'm a mum of two. I'm a teacher and creator of Kinderama, which is a multi-activity programme for younger kids. And I've been working with that age group for about 20 years. Uh, I forgot what I normally say next because we've had such a good few weeks off. <laughs> I normally say something about liking, subscribing, following us because that helps us make more oh, amazing yeah. free content. And if you yeah, leave us a review, you get brownie points from us. <laughs> yes, I've seen other people say like we'll give you something free if you oh. um, if you leave us a review. But I mean, we just haven't got that capacity. We're busy moms. Yeah, not yet, <laughs> not yet. Maybe one day, but not yet. But interestingly, we did look at the podcast stats over the summer, and it's had thousands of listens, and only three people have left a review on Spotify. So. If you could, we would really appreciate it. You go yep. to the stars and you click them and that's it. Simple. It all helps. It all helps us. So we have had a bit of a break, but we decided to do a little bonus episode in the in the school holidays, ready for the September or the end of August, whenever your kids go back or start school, because I know that brings brings a lot of feelings for everyone, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I've had parents get in touch with me saying, oh, I left the CAM parenting community because things were all right. But can I come back? My kid's starting school and I know that's going to bring a lot up. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it does. So, oh, it's all about managing transitions. I think that's the like therapeutic word for it. If you were going to look this up in a book, it would be all about transitions. That's what you'd go to in the old uh, the old bit at the back to, to figure it out. And it is tricky. You know, I think the summer for some people is really nice. For some people, it's really long. And for some children, the starting preschool, the starting school is it's like the beginning of another level of separation anxiety can be. Yeah. And I think often, well, I know in previous years, often as an adult, we build it into this big thing that, it, you know, and once you kind of get into it, maybe two or three days into it, you're like, oh, I don't know why I made that such a big thing in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean, I feel that's everything about parenting. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like when you have your baby, they should slip you a piece of paper that says, um, worry less, talk less, you'll be grand. You know, oh, because <laughs> that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, that's kind of it, isn't it? And and, and I feel that you like it's really normal to worry about your children. It's normal to be like, oh, you know, I wonder how they'll get on. But children need their parents to actually know that they are going to be fine 
even yes. with the ups and downs and the in-betweens because if you don't believe that as a parent then your child won't believe that yes and sometimes I see so over the summer we've been running these kind of mini camps like a practice camp if you like for preschoolers and sometimes I see a parent almost project their anxiety onto the child and say oh he's really anxious or she's really anxious and actually as a as somebody watching I'm thinking no you're really anxious and you're passing that on or, or what would what how would you say that well, well they're feeding the therapy, off yeah yes in the therapy world we call it a thinking system so we would say that families are thinking systems. It doesn't matter what makeup your family is, parents together, separated, whatever it is. So what one person feels, the other feels. And so often in parenting, what happens is, is that uh, like we see it in the child's behavior. So it must be them that's the problem. And I use the word problem lightly. Uh, it, it's funny, I got asked, this I was on Red FM yesterday talking about the like crazy wait lists for children and I know when I go on the radio sometimes they can um oh they can really push you to say something real clickbaity yeah. you know and something like even an, a, a, another time when I was being asked something by a researcher he said to me um well is that not just the problem is that is that not just the parents problem making the kids anxious and I was like well I'm not going to come on the radio and say that yeah <laughs> you, know? you can see it but, splashed across the sun Bethany yeah. Reardon said like, oh, yeah I didn't say that psychotherapist says parents are rubbish you know <laughs> like... brilliant <laughs> yeah job yeah, done that's, yeah that's my new tagline from my website <laughs> and 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 but but we have to be really real that there are thinking systems and and the, the tricky thing is I didn't know this before I became a parent I didn't know, you know, nobody is born with this divine knowledge. Well, maybe some people are, you know, some I don't know gu them. gurus out there. <laughs> yeah, none of us normal walking no. wounded. Um, you know, uh, like nobody knows that we're a thinking system, that we absorb our parents' fears and worries and children act them out. So actually, if you have a child who displays behaviors of anxiety, overwhelm, um, anger. I know this is really hard to deal with, but it's actually a great clue as to how your family and your thinking system is working out. And I know there's caveats to this. I know that there is children with diagnoses, children with neurodiversity, but it's similar in some way because it's how you respond to it as a parent that's the big thing. You know, how you respond is everything. So, I mean, I see it a lot yesterday, maybe on the back of being on the radio, I had four people call me up. Can I work with their four or five-year-old who's really angry? I said, no, because if I help you to expand your skills uh, and just respond a little bit differently, things will change. And they all said, oh, okay, no problem. We'll go on a wait list for play therapy for six months. And that's okay because every parent has to figure this out. Okay, so are you saying I'm not pushing you for a clickbaity <laughs> headline so <laughs> if you have an anxious child or if you have an angry child is it time to step back and kind of look at your household your reactions because actually the child is somehow absorbing that yeah I mean like so, so there's two things here yes and there is also your child's personality there's a name for it um 
I'm part of a group of therapists and they always talk about it. Maybe it'll come back to me at the end, but it's kind of like personality, but not quite. But there is your child's personality mixed in with that. Like I would say that in my household, it isn't particularly anxious. Like I do a lot to manage my day, manage my life so that when I see the kids, I, I give them the energy that I want to give them. I'm sort of the mom I want to be. I'm a terrible parenting, ex parenting expert if I didn't. Um, but still, my children go through the ups and downs of having normal human emotions. So it, it's not like we're ever going to stop our kids having emotions and you're never going to stop your child being who they are. I have three children. They are totally different from each other. They even look different as well, which is kind of mad. Um, but how we respond is everything. You know, and to step away from this pathologizing of children of like they're anxious, they're angry, they're this, they're that, to see them in that kind of snapshot in time of, oh, at the minute they're letting me know that this is going on because all behavior is communication. And and I have, um, there's a new person joining us in the camp parenting community. She's Helen. She's a child and family therapist for 24 years. You know, she's vastly experienced. And she talks about um, listen, parents listening with their emotional ears and not seeing with their eyes that see the behavior. Oh, so, OK. Yeah, I know. I listening know. Listening with their emotional ears. OK. Yeah. Tell me a bit more about that. So it's like, can you see past the behavior and see what might be going on emotionally for the child that's driving the behavior? Because we see so much with our eyes. We see the anger. We see the anxiety. We see the throwing, kicking, punching, pooping in mad places, weeing in mad places. I mean, you know, but yeah. this is this is the real. I always think of the boy who did a poo in a, in Scotland, we call it a jobby, who did a wee jobby in a saucepan <laughs> and delivered it to his mum. <laughs> Which in some way is great because it's really contained, isn't it? It's not like a dirty protest in your house. But anyway, um, you know, can we see the behavior but see past that and really listen to what's going on so we're coming back to these yeah. kind of things that we've mentioned before playing detective so if, if we bring it back to going to school or starting back at school and maybe you've started mention or oh, two weeks left and we're going back to school and you can see what you would call anxious behaviors we've got to really mind how we handle that is that right? As in how we react to that, how we absorb that, how we we are present there for that child and yeah. understand what that's all about. Well, the important thing is to offer something different, because so often when somebody is anxious and this is what happens, it it, it, it triggers a response in our brain of uh, anxiousness as well. Like, oh, my God, something's wrong with my child. And then the parent goes into high alert mode obviously because it's your child and you want the best for them but what your child actually needs is you to be the opposite and be like oh okay I see that's going on for you that's okay and this is all like in the parent mind like it's normal to be nervous about going back to school it's okay because you don't know where your classroom is who you're going to be sitting beside maybe who your teacher is going to be you don't know where you're going to put your books your pen if your and uniform is going to be itchy you is know, that, is that coming out of your mouth as well? Are you saying that to your child? Are you saying all those I things? I don't know, because that could flood a child. Mm. I mean, even as I'm saying it, I'm like, God, I'm exhausted even saying it. Yeah. You know, so I think there's so much that the parent has to just see. And, and like, 
you know, we have a, there's a, there's a point, isn't there, right? Where emotions become unhelpful, but there's also a point where our emotions are a normal response to something. You yeah. know, if I get a shock from something, I get a fright. I'm not like Zen Buddhist warrior. And I'm like, I'm just going to meditate over that now, lads. You know, I'm like, oh, I got a fright. My yeah. heart rate increases. And if you're like... starting a new job and you don't know anyone there and you you know you're starting this Monday, you're going to be nervous. You're going to be yeah. nervous. And there's no point somebody turning around saying, you're not nervous. You're just excited about your new job. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, <laughs> oh, no, I really am nervous. Yeah. And I think you see it's about letting a kid be nervous but you knowing that they're going to be okay is everything. And knowing that a child's going to be okay isn't knowing that they're going to have this real linear life where everything is kind of grand and they mosey on. It's knowing that they're going to go through enormous ups and downs and knowing that that's okay as well because that's life. And that you're prepared for that, that you're okay yeah. with that, that you, you're you aware on day one there's probably going to be some tears and you might need to hold their hand and walk in and you might need to stay a few minutes and leave then you can blub in the car afterwards. I know I did that with my first uh, preschool experiences both times because it is emotional, especially if they've been at home with you that first kind of morning. But I guess you don't want them to see that in you because they'll yeah. feed off that. Yeah, I was trying to think when my kids went to preschool, I think I went to the pub and celebrated. Oh, my I God. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember it. I don't know. I presume it was fine then. Um, yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, parents, like, you know, we're, we we have feelings too. But it, it, it's it's in our behaviours and in our language. Do we put these, do we put our feelings onto our children and how we respond? So yeah. how much, where's the fine line between kind of saying this is going to be fine to shutting that child down? and not allowing them to be worried about it or nervous about it. That feels like a fine line to me. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I'd say it's probably different for every child and every family. Yeah. And, and the thing is, uh, I wish there was a rule on this stuff. You know, there was like, a, you know, I always think if I'm baking a cake and I need two eggs and yeah. 175 grams of flour, I can see exactly what that looks like. I can hold it, I can, but with this stuff, no. But actually, the best gauge you have is how it feels inside. Mm. So, yeah, let your kid know, but it's really normal to be nervous. And then do things with your child that make them feel really safe. You know, like I give you an example. My kids came home from cool camp yesterday. This is kind of not related to school, but maybe an example of managing a big anxious moment or a, yeah. big, a big feeling. Kids came home from cool camp. Their dad had got them. One, one kid walked in and was like telling me a thousand stories. I didn't know what was happening, but I was like, okay. And then uh, <laughs> dad gave me the eyes at one other kid and was like, because the other kid was lingering in the hallway and it was like a potential moment for an explosion after a really big sweaty day at a cool camp or whatever. And the kid came in and I said, come on, we'll go and have a shower together. And I knew, I know that this child, and I'm not going to mention names here because that I don't want to break her, her, oh God, just did confidentiality in that way. <laughs> but I know that this child does really well with connection and connection for this kid is just hanging out together, you know. And so we you weren't pushing them and saying, oh, did you have a bad day? What happened? I can see you're upset. You just letting them no. be. 
because that's like rare you know that's mm. like poking a bear I was just there and I was offering a different mental emotional and physical state to what that child was in I was offering one of like ah this is okay you've had a long day come on we'll be together and the, the inside of me was calm cool and collected so the child could then feed into that gather that for themselves integrate that have a shower and come down and tell me all about their day I was going to say then then it came out later than what was going mm. on yeah yeah so if you have a child that's worried about preschool or school you say yeah that's really normal is there anything particular you're worried about no okay and then you say and then you know you might every now and again say well you know I mean, it depends, you see, what kind of child you have. I know that lots of parents would say that their child does very well when they know as much information as possible. So you can say, well, remember, this is your teacher. You're going to walk in this door. Your room will be this one here. And other kids, that kind of floods them with too much information. So it really is about knowing your child. And, and, and like, you know, parents, if you do say something that you feel oh, that didn't go very well. You'll know inside. You'll get mm. a feeling of like, oh. so you just know not to go there again. That's your gauge. The Cam Parenting Community is my online support for parents. It's waitlist free and inside is myself and a child and family therapist. So together we offer you 42 years experience helping children and family to solve your parenting problems. If you want to join us, head to my website, bethanoreardon.com and be the change your children need and I think um I think once you get into this kind of cue of gauging how you feel you then see when you're feeling something yourself because of what your child's going through so for example if you had a really bad time at primary school and then your child is starting primary school you start to kind of feel it's bringing up anxiety in you but that's not necessarily mm. about your child. It's about what you experience. You're remembering. Mm. I had yeah. something recently with my daughter. Um, she was supposed to be doing something with a couple of her friends. And then the next thing she was led in my room on the bed, obviously upset. Old me, old mum Steph wanted to go in and go, what's happened? Can I fix it? You know, let me talk to the girls. Duh, duh, duh. But I didn't. I just led on the bed with her. And when she kind of got a little less prickly, I kind of, you know, stroked her cheek and said, do you need a hug? Then we had a hug, hug and the big tears came. And I still didn't say what's happened, what's going on. And eventually it came. And again, I asked before I went in with the, can I fix it for you? Let me do this for you. I asked what she wanted from me. Did she want anything from me? Did she just want to be left alone? But that takes, that's from zero to 20. Do you know what I mean? That takes time. Yeah. And I think if I had any advice, I guess it would be if you know you're feeling anxious about school drop-off, then don't try and drag that out for your little one. I see a lot of parents with the best intentions of the world kind of, oh, I'll come in with you and I'll wait around with you and I'll hang out with you at the preschool and then I'll leave, but then I'll stay outside. And and actually, I feel personally, from experience within the preschool setting, you're actually just dragging out that you're making it a longer buy, which more often than not really upsets them. 
Yeah. Whereas if you could do your, it's fine, here I am, I'll come in, I'll wait till you're less upset, but I'm still going to go. Done. Yeah. Within 10, 15 minutes. Like if you drag that out over kind of half an hour, 40 minutes, you, you're really making it difficult for them to say goodbye then. Yeah. And, and, and I think a lot of this is like, again, in the therapy world, what people talk about secure attachment, insecure attachment. And, and it's like, I guess a school age child is what, about four or five, six, yeah. something like that, depending. Uh, and preschool kind of two, three. And the preschool is a really good time to practice this. I'm going and I come back, hmm. you know, I go and I come back and that's trickier if that hasn't been sort of solidified by the time school happens. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be for long periods. And if you're listening to this and you've literally got kind of got 10 days to go before preschool starts, just practice it and practice it with a friend at the park. I'm just going to go and get coffee. I'll be back in 10 minutes you know, and the friend is there, just that little pattern of going, returning, going, returning. It's just really important. Yeah. But don't lie to your child. I know no. you're not saying that stuff. <laughs> no, don't. But, I agree. You know, like don't pretend that or, or don't sneak out without them seeing or don't, yeah, yeah. you know, we never ever, you know, fast forward 10, 15, I'm imagining a three-year-old. So fast forward 10, 11, 12 years you know there's no need to pretend anything to our children yes we don't tell them all of our adult world but even if something is really hard it's okay it's just like that's fine well and, you know? and I've I have uh, experienced parents saying I'm going to wait outside until you're finished so the child will keep looking outside and then at some point they're gone well, now that child's heartbroken all over again because mum lied she's yeah. gone so think about those things. I know in the moment you kind of sometimes say these things and kind of even don't think about the logistics of them, but it's much better to say, I'll be back at 12 o'clock. See you later. You know, yeah. I'll be, you don't have to be, I will be gone for three hours and five minutes. You know, it, it could be just general, but not a lie. I'm yeah. not, I'm going to pop back in 10 minutes. If you're not going to be back in 10 minutes, that's not fair. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And for the practical stuff, because I always like to kind of bring a little bit of practical stuff. Again, my experience is kind of preschoolers. The more you can practice at home, things like opening and closing lunch boxes, opening and closing either yogurt containers or wrappers of granola bars or whatever it is, or drinks, the caps of drinks or the way your drink bottle pulls up, mm. the more capable your child feels. And the same goes with clothes. So if toilet trained is being able to take off the clothes to go to the toilet and put them all back on again. So then if you're going to, to school and you've got a different type of um, thinking of the boys with the, the zippers or the connectors, yeah. you know, it's important that if you all he's been in, in is tracksuit pants at home, then you want some pull down, pull up school trousers because yeah. that's all he's used to. It's no good putting him in a pair of trousers day one that has a button and a zip, because then it, that's yeah. going to get him all cuffuddled and he's not going to know how to do it. So I think the more you can practice the, all of those bits and pieces, you want that child to be able to do all those bits and bobs as much as they can themselves. And I, yeah. the bane of, I, I, if you're a preschool teacher listening to this, I know you're going to say, hallelujah, 
please do not put your child in lace up shoes if your child cannot lace up their shoes oh yeah that's a great one isn't it you should start a support group for preschool oh, and because teachers. you do spend 90 percent of your day then lacing up shoes and <laughs> i know it, i even wonder why they make preschool shoes that lace up because not many preschoolers can do up their shoes so you know zips velcro pull on ideals yeah it's really hard though isn't it so it reminds me of my youngest guy he likes everything tight really mm. tight you okay. know tight to the point where I'm like what uh, I don't know the blood so... the blood is not flowing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly you've gone very pale and so when he, he liked to he, to this day cannot wear velcro shoes because they don't do tight enough oh okay you know, so he always is in laces, but he's been able to tie laces for, I lost him for a week in the house once, wherever, wherever I was, he was there tying shoe and he could tie shoe laces when he was about three and a half, four wow. or something like that. Which is unusual. Taught, yeah, really unusual. But he, I mean, he's very clever. He knew that this was the way. That's <laughs> how he was going to get those tight shoes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, tight, like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah, that's great. And I think another really practical thing is I'm like, my oldest is going into six class in primary school is oh it's the opposite in scotland it's year in class i never know i know and i mean still i think we probably nailed it last year but it's the getting ready in the morning thing Mm. as well even though it's the same things you do every other day so in our house you have a glass of water you get dressed you do your teeth you have Mm. a bite to eat you have your vitamins and your packed lunch and you're done it can happen in any order you want to but in some households, instead of saying, have you done this? Have you done this? I mean, I've got three kids. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know who I've asked to do what or when or why. Or, And the poor, the younger kids are more inclined to help with this. Is if you can grab like a little magazine or an Aldi magazine and make a tick sheet, like cut out a toothbrush from yep. the Aldi magazine and you can put it in like, so I used the expression Polly Pocket the other day. My kids almost fell over laughing at me. I think, is it a plastic pocket maybe? Yeah, I don't know yeah. what people I know what you it. mean. Yeah, I thought it was a <laughs> and, Polly Pocket too. Yeah, and I said Kirby Grip as well. And again, they were like, oh, oh yeah, no, my that's... God, mum, you're so <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> okay, great, great. I feel like I've made it. <laughs> and then like, so if you get this tick sheet and put it inside one of them and, you know, then the kids can take it off every day and then you can mm. wipe it clean. So then all you have to do is say, just, just check your list check your list see what you've done Mm. and I think the biggest thing though and this it sort of breaks my heart when I see this is um you have to help your kids it takes years and years for children to develop sequential thinking even the stuff you're saying then for a preschooler to open their bottle open Mm. their pack lunch I mean this is really big stuff I mean even just remembering how to do that let alone how to put the stuff in it yeah you know is is a really big thing so go easy on your kids if they can't do like the eight things they need to do to get ready that day they seem simple but they're not yeah no I agree so you took a big breath then (laughs) I did because I was just going to mention um neurodiversity because if your child is neurodiverse if you think they might be, if they struggle with this kind of thing, the majority of schools and preschools that I know are more than happy to have your little one in maybe for a half an hour the day before or the week before to come and have a look around, to see where they put their bags, to see where they put everything, just to help you get over that. Because I know sometimes that can be overwhelming for them. 
Um, but I think most people are open to that if you say, because most teachers are in those few days before school starts anyway. Can we come in? Can we have a, just a quick look around so that he can see where his classroom is, where he hangs his coat? That would just really help us. Most schools, most preschools would be open to that. I think it's quite a good idea. Yeah, sounds great. Or um, one year, it was COVID times, but I thought it was brilliant. Um, one of my kids is neurodiverse and his new teacher did a little WhatsApp video for him and said, hi, I'm so-and-so, I'm going to be your teacher for the year. I can't wait to meet you. And even just that helped. He knew her face. He knew what she sounded like. She looked really smiley and lovely. And it just removed an element of that worry. Oh, yeah really nice that's lovely it, isn't it yeah and if you you, know, you might be a teacher and think oh that's a great idea let's do that because i just think it helps and i know in england they don't do it here if you're starting school um the teacher comes out and visits you in your house and says hello before you start what? school yeah yeah did you ever watch topsy and tim <laughs> <laughs> no i only got I, I i went straight to grange hill um... oh god <laughs> School experiences, Grange Hill. Yeah, funny oh, stories about mad. that. But I think that's a good idea. I think you know, just something, just to even see their face and to know what they sound like, I think is a lovely idea. Yeah. Um, if your teacher's yeah. open for that. And then another thing I'd add on, and maybe that's the last bit for me, is... Why are you bored? <laughs> no, but I'm I just, done. <laughs> no, but I see, like, I, I'm really conscious of, like, not flooding parents either. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, and, and like all of this stuff we're saying, you don't have to do it all. It's just uh, little things. <laughs> it's just little things that can sit in your head. And, you know, you never know when you're going to draw upon these little nuggets of wisdom, but they're there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and a huge part of all of this is trusting that the right thing will come to you at the right time. Oh, yeah. You know, but what I would say is also if after a couple of weeks your kid hasn't settled or there's stuff going on, don't ignore it. Mm. You know, make a plan, whether it's with your child, the school, yourself, professional help, I don't know what, but don't leave it fester. You yeah. know, on, um, the 4th of September, I'm running a free parenting clinic, which is, <laughs> I put something through my stories on Instagram about like, right, what would you want to know? I've been working with parents, families, 18 years. And there was so much stuff about like, you know, how to talk so my kid doesn't lose their mind, how to not be so angry, um, how to help an explosive child. So we'll be talking through all of those kind of things. Brilliant. Um, and you can sign up on not even on my website. I should put it on my website, though. Um, Note to I'll self. To that today. <laughs> Note to self. I'll add it to the list of things to yep. do. Um, but yeah, but don't leave things either, because this is where children are very good at going. Some kids, there's kind of two kinds. Some will just go undercover in a classroom and become a bit invisible, and others will start throwing tables around the room. Mm. And you can help either child, is yeah. the summary you know is the synopsis of that and I guess work out what you need as well like if you if you're dropping off your little one to preschool I keep talking about preschool because that's my experience but if yeah. if your little one is dropped off at preschool and they're very upset and you find that you're very upset for the morning maybe say to the room leader could you just drop me a little photograph or video of them so that I know they're okay we've done it in the mini camps you know somebody's dropped off they're very upset and mum's like oh let me know they're okay I know that the child's fine after 10 minutes but mum doesn't 
So yeah. then just a little three second video of them playing away at something just means the world to that parent that they can say, oh, thank God, they're fine. Okay, I can breathe again for the morning, you know, because yeah. often those types of kids without wanting to put a type of kids, but those that are quite anxious when mum is dropping off tend to get upset when mum is picking them up as well. Yeah. So then poor mum thinks, oh, God, they've spent the whole morning in tears, which is not normally the case. What's happened is they've settled, they've played away. But then as soon as mum comes back, it's that feeling reappearing and they get all, oh, yeah. and I would hate for any mum to think, oh, they've spent the whole morning like that. So just say to the room leader, could you just drop, you know, drop me a message or a, a photo or something so that I know they're OK, so that you then get a, a bearing on okay, they're going in, yes, they're upset, but they're settling. And then yes, they're upset when I pick them up. I think what you're talking about is if you know that child has been upset all morning, if the teacher's telling you they've been upset all morning, mm. something you need to play detective with there. Yeah, all part of your parenting journey. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> B- buckle up for the ride. It's only about another imagine, 18 years. Yeah, can you imagine if they put us on maternity wards? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Welcoming you to the world of parenting. <laughs> Look, that's it for our kind of back to school episode. We will be back in September with our regular episode. If ever there's anything you want us to cover, like you might not have a specific question, but a topic that you want us to cover, either drop us a DM on Instagram or themummind at gmail.com. Sounds great. I've just remembered I've got a bouncy castle that's just been delivered to my house. So I'm going to go and have oh, a bounce I'll be round. on that. I'll be around. Yeah, <laughs> See you later. <laughs> no probs anytime. You're all welcome. Um, okay, great. See you next time, guys. Kinderama is a multi-activity program for younger kids. We love to try a bit of everything. Dance, drama, music, yoga, gymnastics, sports and mindfulness all delivered in imaginative classes with original songs, stories, costumes, props and puppets. Kinderama is available in school, in creche or online. Check out kinderama.com for more info.